Hey guys, it's Brant and I'm back in the next series, video number three in the series of the Off the Soundboard. And today, me and Rob from Right Between the Eyes, we're going to be talking about Donington. Donington, the Donington, Donington. release. Donington. And Rob's got his stickers. He's going to show stickers off for you uh, while I um, read. I'm going to look at my album first. This is in uh, purple. And this is not quite the purple that I was expecting either. Uh, I was expecting more of a Paul Stanley purple. And this is more of a Sherman Williams. And my camera makes it look almost kind of red. No, this well, is red. Red, yeah. Th this yeah, one this was red. But it looks purple. It looks purple, but it's red. Yeah, this is more of the maroon. It more was supposed maroon. to be red like Rock the Nation or the... Virginia Beach was supposed to be green. This was supposed to be a vibrant yeah. red, and it came. Yeah, see, see, that's green. how bad they are at these because this actually, looking at the back of it, it looks purple. Like from yeah. the back side, it looks like a dark plum. And I'm like, why is that coming up red on my camera? Because it is red, but it's and, like a it's like a maroon. Yep, it's not red, people. That is not red, Universal. That is not red. <laughs> All right, so he's gonna Rob's gonna show off his stickers while I read a little bit about Donington, and then we'll get into it. Donington is with Ace and Peter. It was recorded at the Monsters of Rock Festival at Donington Park in England on August 17, 1996, during the Alive Worldwide Reunion Tour, the first full U.S. tour with this lineup. Uh, it was released on, or, well, it was, you know, the reunion tour. Uh, released on June 10th, 2022, and the third album of the Off the Soundboard series, 3LP Red Vinyl, if you call that red, <laughs> 17 songs in length, only spanning the first six studio albums. They kept it old school for sure. It's a great mix of songs off the Alive and Live 2 album, you know, eras. They did six off the debut, two off of Higher Than Hell, one off of Dress to Kill, five a staggering five off of Destroyer. Um, Rock and Roll Over has one. Love Gun has two. So um, Donington with Ace and Peter on the reunion tour. So what do you think about that? To me, this was a no-brainer. We were going to get a reunion tour somewhere. It was just a matter of what show. I my guess I think initially was we'll probably get Tiger Stadium mm -hmm. just be, being the first show and then I did my little like okay I wonder if I can find video footage somewhere so a full concert you know production was done but MTV did it for their you know Monsters of Rock weekend so you can find little clips but a whole entire show doesn't exist so the fact that they are at Monsters of Rock they've got a a smaller set of songs you know you're going to say that you know beth isn't here rock bottom isn't here uh new york groove is not here if i'm remembering that correctly mm -hmm. um but I, of all the shows that uh we could have guessed from the reunion tour this would not have been one i would have nothing's wrong with it but i wouldn't have guessed this in a million years i could have guessed like you know madison square garden one of the you know, four nights that they that they sold that out. I thought, oh, it's probably going to be one of those shows, but it's this one. It was it was kind of cool. I remember watching oh. the coverage on MTV uh, back in the day of saying, oh, they're playing Donington. Cool. Yeah, um, 
you know, it, it's there was so many, uh, so many that I thought that they could have done too as well, agreeing with you. Uh, but for whatever reason, they did Donington, and so let's let's get into it and let's find out what we think about it. Um, start off with Deuce. Uh, I love the way they start this show, like they did in the beginning, uh, old school. Deuce was what they opened up, and whenever they were a new band back in the day, uh, they opened up with Deuce on on almost um, every show. Um, the mix is good. It sounds the best of any so far, um, way better than Virginia Beach. And in my opinion, it edges Tokyo out a little bit. The drums sound good. The mix is good. Gene's bass is fire. It is fat mm. and it is right up there in the mix, but it's not too much. Um, Deuce, uh, one of the things I noticed when they started playing Deuce was, and we know the drums are triggered. Uh, and so, you know, they're going to sound, they're going to have that same consistent sound to them. Um, and, that, and I'm okay with that, uh, you know, whatever whatever Pete needed um, to help. Uh, but, man, the first thing that I noticed was the mix was a good mix. Mm -hmm. And Gene's bass is just, he's got the fat bottoms to it. You can hear that pick on those strings. Gene's bass is just perfect in this whole mm -hmm. show. It just gives this whole sound, the whole sound of the show just such extra weight because it's got that fat bottom to it and of course it's the triggered the triggered bass drums so they have that nice punchy slap you can almost hear the beater slapping on the head yeah so the bottom end of this song of this whole album is really good so that right there alone is going to help us set a, a good sound for me as far as i'm concerned yeah just a great opening it was a staple of all the reunion shows. And uh, I think the thing we said on our show, uh, this bass slaps. I think that's what Nico said on the show. And it's just, it's ever present and it's not, mm -hmm. it's not overbearing either. And some, in a lot of shows, I feel live recordings, any bass guitar gets lost in the mix. I like that Gene's up, up front mm -hmm. in this. And I, I think it works very well. Yes. So Deuce is a great way to start. And then they swing into King of the Nighttime World. Fat bass again on this song. And wow, just another great um, version of this song. I really like the way King of the Nighttime World sounds on this. It's played at a good speed. And it has a very good a very good sound. It's nice hearing it right up there at the beginning. It's a little weird. It's always weird for me to not hear King of the Nighttime World right after Detroit Rock City. Yeah. But that's just because I listen to kiss alive 2 as my second album that i had so um and and my first album that i had was destroyer and that's how it was on destroyer too so you got to remember as a an eight-year-old uh, kid uh in 77 with his first two impressions of the band being destroyer and then alive 2 you've got detroit rock city and king of the nighttime world right after each other on both releases mm -hmm. so to yeah. me it's kind of like hearing you know, we're the champions without hearing we will rock you or, or vice right. versa. Um, but yeah, it sounds really good on this one. Yep, I agree. Ditto. King of the, uh, after King of the Nighttime World, Do You Love Me? Another one of those songs that is it's played out. But this is a great, this song is great and it sounds great. Even the background vocals sound good. Uh, you hear, you hear everybody uh, and I think it sounds good. Um, calling Dr. Love, 
Uh, great sounding. I just don't like how Gene sings the chorus. Um, and then at the end, we get the beginning of Paul's annoying rap singing, Johnny Town, <laughs> we're going to do a little number for you now. <clears throat> um, I, Gene on this one, it's just like he was he was being Gene because he was like, instead instead of going, they call me, and then the background vocals goes, Dr. Love, and they sound so good. And, you know, he normally sings, he goes, they call me Dr. Love, call me Dr. Love. On this one, he's like, they call me Dr. Love. Yeah, they call me Dr. Love. It's just like, <laughs> he's, <laughs> it's just like, he's he. that's that's Gene embellishing. If they, you know, Paul's yeah. embellishing by doing, Gene embellishes by doing swagger and trying to be, you know, the sexy daddy and everything. So, um, but Colin Dr. Love's great. I always enjoy seeing Colin Dr. Love in a, in yep. a set. Cold Gin, great version of this song. They do a lot of these songs uh, in the classics. You know, what they wanted to do was one of the things that they set when they set rehearsing for the reunion tour was that they wanted to bring back the classic arrangement to songs that over the years of playing it with playing them without ace and peter had kind of strayed and they had turned them they had 80 them up 80s 80s them up a little bit during the 80s mm -hmm. and uh they wanted to kind of bring them back to the old school original uh in you know styling and cold gin is one of those songs uh that they do a lot of songs on here it's that good it's just got that true live almost like the alive version uh, and the Alive 2 versions of these songs. And I think yeah. they were trying to do that because they even did it with the stage presence and the, and the you know, the the costumes and stuff. They were trying, they were really hitting for the nostalgia, not only mm -hmm. in the visuals, but in the way that they sounded too. They were trying to, that's what they were trying to go for. Yep. Um, Let Me Go Rock and Roll. Once again, that's a song, it's really hard to go bad. It's really hard to go wrong with that song for me. I love this version on here. It's so true to the live version and they sound great on it. Ace smokes on his solos and uh, something about hearing Peter yell, kiss loves you, Donington rock and roll. Mm. That just makes me smile. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, man, God, that's such a good version of this song on there. Just, they, they just go back to that classic alive version without it being a pen a, you know a bit abbreviated or anything and um i don't know just i love that song yeah i wasn't jumping up and down about it on tokyo with it sounds good this one i just went oh, that's that's mm -hmm. the version right there again loved mm -hmm. tokyo but there was a sweet spot especially with this song that i went maybe that's just what it was missing was the original chemistry mm -hmm. yeah um shout it out loud uh this is the first song the band sound band sounds like it slips a little to me the yeah. song does not the song does not sound as good as the previous songs in the set gene sounds a little rough and the background vocals are shaky then ace comes in with his very late come on everybody shut it out <laughs> <laughs> yeah hey ace you're supposed to sing right here <laughs> shout it shout it Shout it out loud. Come on, everybody. Shout it out. 
Is that what I do? Yeah. It even sounds like he's walking up to the mic as he's saying it. You hear him get yeah. louder. Come on, everybody shout out. Yeah, shout out loud is the first song where I'm just kind of, hmm. Slipped, yeah. Hmm, a little slipped, a little slipped a little on it, that one. Um, Watching you. Oh, man. I love when I, when I pull out watching you. That just... Dun, 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 dun. You don't really know. Dun, 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 dun. Watching you is just such a um, what's the word for it? It's um, I'm not unappreciated. It under under underrated underrated song. God, yeah. watching you is so good. That down 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 that breakdown and that they do. Gene's bass is oh. just thumping on oh, this God. track yes. Mike, i think for all three of us on our show we were just singing the songs praise that it just sounded so mm-hmm. pardon the french but just sounded so damn good yes yeah yeah it did nice to hear this old classic and never gets enough play anymore they sound great on this one they sound amazing um and yeah it just sounds so good um then true to classic form and then they go straight in the firehouse. And firehouse, I got it would have been good to hear another classic like Hotter Than Hell before mm-hmm. this one. Uh, it would have fit right into the set. I love Firehouse, and this is a phenomenal version. Guys, Firehouse has this swagger and this groove to it that you gotta play it just right. If you don't, it loses some of its soul. And Firehouse just always impresses me. It's one of my favorite Paul Stanley songs, one of my favorite Kiss songs. And he wrote it when he was so young. And the yeah. demo, you know, the demo needed a lot of work and they really worked on it in the studio and, and he, he panned it out and, and ironed it out and everything. And it became the classic it is today. But Firehouse is one of those songs. It's like, it would be in my top 10 if somebody's like, okay, you can only have 10 Kiss songs. I can tell you right now, without a doubt, Firehouse is going to be on there somewhere. Um, but just that whole that I mean, it's just so good. You know, we were saying, yeah, we were saying earlier that, you know, they do a song and they talk and they do a song and they talk the days of just playing one song and going right into the other. This was such a nice breath of fresh air. I'm like, oh, give us three. But these two songs just blend so well together that this was. And I think they did that most nights of the tour. They went from this right in uh, to Firehouse. So, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, Shock Me. Uh, one of my favorite Ace songs, and he sounds good on this. The solo, mm-hmm. as always, when unedited. Uh, the solo sounds really great. Um, I always think that Ace's solo, Ace's solo, once he gets past his playing and he gets towards the end of the solo it becomes very visual with him shooting things and and Mm -hmm. the the solo the uh guitar lighting or the guitar smoking and then Mm -hmm. him putting it on the thing and it getting lifted it becomes very visual and a lot of it just becomes noise and it gets really annoying when you're listening to it on an album so typically once it gets to a point where it's like okay now he's just going to kind of go off into no man's land i'm gonna i go ahead and skip it but this sounds really good on here. Um, Strutter. 
uh, a great version of Strutter that you and you don't hardly hear Strutter anymore. And I'm not the yeah. biggest Strutter fan. I'm not as a I like it, but I'm not as big a fan as, of Strutter as most people are. Most kids same here. Way way bigger. They're like, oh Strutter. I'm like, man, like there's there's better songs on the first Kiss album than Strutter. So, yeah, people like put Strutter back in this set, and I'm like, yeah. No, I can think of I can think of twelve other songs I'd rather have than Strutter. I, right. I like it. Um, it sounds great here, but yeah, yeah, it is good. They didn't they don't pull it out very often, and uh, but I, I think it's a good version of it on here. Um, so you need me, hon? Okay, baby. Yes. Good night, babe. All right. So then they go straight into, or then they go into God of Thunder after that. And this is a great version. Uh, the solo is good. Um, and it's, but it's, Peter, no disrespect to Peter, a Peter Chris drum solo is not an Eric Carr drum solo, is not an Eric Singer drum solo. A lot mm -hmm. of times a Peter Gris drum solo, although I do believe that he plays a lot of the same stuff night after night after night, a lot of times his solo is just him doing certain things that aren't really technically very challenging. And so it just kind of has a tendency to start sounding the same and just kind of melding together. And it gets a little boring and I get real itchy on the skip button. Yeah. Um, it's almost the exact opposite of what I said about Eric Singer's, you know, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Peter's it's almost like a circle drum solo. I'm going to do triplets da, 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 on these drums. And I'm going to do that on the cymbals. And then I'm going to do that between the snare. Like mm -hmm. his bag of tricks aren't as deep in this mm -hmm. spot while it's he's in time and, He's doing that whole jungle type of a thing. Mm -hmm. I think it kind of loses its flair after about three minutes where I'm like, all right, you're just kind of doing the same. I'm, I'm with you. I'm kind of wanting to, to skip to get to the next song. Right. Yeah. Um, Love gun. Um, the, the, the thing about love gun on this version is Paul has this big, huge festival of, a sea of people and he's up there talking about his member talking about <laughs> about eight inches. You can make it nine. And I'm just like, Oh God, Paul, Paul, you're an old man. <laughs> Creeper yeah. Paul at the beginning talking about his inches. Um, but it's a good version of the song. Once he actually quits um, trying to talk about uh, his manhood, uh, he and, and gets into the song. It's actually a good version of love gun. Yeah, it is. I remember when we listened to this, I was like, this is not your crowd. Ozzy Osbourne just got off the stage before you. Mm -hmm. yeah. Know your know your place. <laughs> right, right. Um, 100,000 years. Um, once again, I'm going to say the same thing about 100,000 years as I always do, unless it's a really bad version of this song. I love this song, and it's a great version, but I always skip the interaction with the crowd. Yeah. Ditto. Black Diamond. Great version. Um, oh, man. Peter sounds great. Yes, he does. Um, great version of Black Diamond. Peter mm. sounds so good in it. 
Um, and uh, but I, I would like for them, you know, while they were going old school on this one, I would have liked for them to maybe have replaced one of the other songs. I don't know which one, but it would have been cool to hear them pull out nothing to lose. You don't get to hear nothing to lose very often anymore. And it, yeah. they had Peter in the band during this time. So why not yeah. throw out nothing to lose and give it and get it? They did it on Unplugged. Yeah. So why not just carry that over from Unplugged into the re, into the reunion tour? And drop a hundred thousand years. How about that? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, they could drop a hundred thousand years, but the Paul ain't gonna let that happen. Nope. Uh, and uh, so Detroit Rock City, good versions, but sometimes the way Paul sings it makes me think my album is skipping. Yeah, on this one I was noticing he was he was no time to turn or. 12 o'clock. I got it. Got I got it. Rock. It's like I don't know if he was just trying to. He was embellishing a little bit, but it was weird because I actually I think the first or second time I listened to it, I was backing it up and I was like, my CDs skip. Wait a minute, I'm streaming this. Maybe the is the stream bad? Is that a bad spot in the stream? So then I went over to YouTube, pulled the same thing video up, and I was like, no, that's just how he's singing it. Yeah. He's just singing it that way. Um, and then, and then they end the show with, uh, um, uh, Detroit rock city. I mean, uh, they, they end the show with rock and roll all night. And yep. like I said, it's rock and roll all night <laughs> as always. It's rock and roll as all always. Night. Yep. Um, so where do I put, um, where do I put this album? Uh, final thoughts on it. Um, I like it. I love that we got a, a reunion tour. I mean, we had a farewell tour, so now we got a farewell tour release, and then we get a reunion a release. And uh, I think it sounds really good, and I think they it was very well mixed. Mm -hmm. um, and the uh, just the the engineering of it was good. Gene, the drums sounded good. Like I said, of course they're going to, uh, but Ace's tone sounded really good. That's one thing that I didn't mention through the whole thing is Ace's tone. Ace's tone on this album is is great. Yeah, his, his tone on this album is really good. You hear he's really good in the mix too. He's not. I think that's why I didn't mention uh, that he wasn't really good in the mix because he was. You could, and this is a real good stereo mix. You hear Paul really good. Mm -hmm. You hear Ace really good. Gene's got that fat bottom going. And the drums sound good. So, I mean, it's, this is overall a very good sounding album. And so this right now, if I was to, um, the only thing I'd slide it for is the color of the album. It's not red. Um, and then they get a little, they get a little kudo to me because you got the Union Jack flag in here. I got, I first noticed that when you guys talked about it on your podcast. Yeah, you got the Union Jack in here a little bit, and it made me go look at the other ones. And the other ones don't have anything like that, so this is kind of unique. That design feature is kind of unique to um, the Donington album. Yeah, and uh, but just taking out taking a little slight point off of the fact that the album's not the color it's supposed to be. This is probably this edges out um, uh, Tokyo to me. So this is probably what I give Tokyo an eight. This is probably eight. a nine. This is probably a nine for me. It's it's going to be hard to have one that 
the only way an album is going to beat this for me is if it's something that hits me in the feels. And there might be an album that might do that coming up. But, <laughs> but, uh, but Donington, the sound of Donington is good. The mix of Donington is good. The performance and Donington, except for a couple things that we mentioned, the performance of Donington is good. So this is a very, very good uh, release to me. So as of right now, standing Donington is first, Tokyo is second, Virginia Beach is third for me. My feels are still leaning towards uh, Tokyo. I'm just the flip for you, just to where I was uh, when that came out, just being so excited with the first release. But man, this one just going audio wise, this one does sound better. I like more of the sol- song selection off of Tokyo just because they're throwing more 80s and, you know, uh, 90s stuff in there. But man, this this is close. So it's going to go Tokyo for me. And then just ever so slightly is going to be this one. This was really close to edging out uh, Tokyo. And I can't wonder what the next one, <laughs> what we're going to do with that one. So, yeah, I, I dig this. I dug this a lot. This was a good save from Virginia Beach. And Virginia Beach is like ninth on the list. And we've only have four of these so far. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. So give out your give out your uh, handles where people can find you. Thank you for taking. And uh, once again, I want to say these guys over uh, right between the eyes, they reviewed all these so far. I'm playing catch up. So go over to wherever he says to go to and catch up on their uh, their companion episodes to, to yeah. mine. Mine's after the fact. But, you know, you, know, you can hear uh, not only what Rob thinks and uh, and, and they're, they're spending an hour and a half on these where me and Rob are spending an average of 30 minutes. Him and Nico and, and Nick are talking for about an hour, hour and a half on these releases. So give out your uh, social media there. Yeah, and I have you mentioned Nick and Nico hardly. Those th- that's the bread and butter. That's that's the heart of the show. I'm just the chucklehead that's trying to drive <laughs> the train. Uh, but you can follow us uh, to, on Twitter at RBTE Podcast. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash right between the eyes podcast. And we're on YouTube and then anywhere you can find podcasts, we are out there. So check us out. All right. And that's all we got for this one. Uh, tune into the next video where we finally, I finally get caught up to what every other podcaster has been doing in the last couple of weeks. I finally get around to telling you my thoughts about the 1977 uh, Alive 2 show in Des Moines. So stick around for that next video and we'll see you in the next one. See you in that one. Peace.